Collective episode 10. I'm your host, Jesse Williams, here with co host Austin Sam Hariri. We are live today at Sweet Sensi. Thank you. <laughs> Good morning. Hey, Good morning. Happy to have you here. Yeah. It's great to be here. It's, it's great to do an in person show. Yeah, most of the time we do these, we're remote, talking to people across the state. He's in Austin, I'm in Fort Worth, and, you know, our guest is somewhere across the region. And this is just a real special treat to come in here and be with you face to face and witness your incredible facility. Thanks. Glad we could bring you all together. So introduce <laughs> yourselves. So our audience knows who, exactly who they're they're listening to. Uh, I'm Greg Autry, the uh, founder and CEO of Sweet Sensi CBD and Lone Star Farms LLC. And this is my wife. She's uh, Tracy's in charge of all of our marketing and um, several other things here. So she's uh, my right hand, helps operate the company and manage the company with. Me. Great. So what exactly do you do here? Let's start off with that. What what is done at Sweet Sensi? Well, we're sitting in um, what uh, my favorite thing to do and where this all started is we're sitting in our grow facility, um, which is everything's all in the same building here. So we uh, are behind us are our clones uh, that I've bred uh, several hemp strains and pheno hunted and selected um, several of these strains. We produce uh, over 5,000 clones a month and we give a lot of those away to farmers. Uh, we do sell them, but most of them are given away because we feel like if we give uh, the farmers in Texas better genetics, it'll help the industry. And then it's also going to help uh, them bring us better flour to process because that leads us to the, our next thing is we're not only growing here uh, where we're sitting um, all indoor and hydroponically, which I've been doing for over two decades. Um, but we are also uh, extracting using mechanical extract processes. So no chemicals, uh, no, no, no solvents, um, no manipulation of the plant whatsoever uh, of its chemical compounds. We're just um, extracting it and concentrating it. Um, so we do that next door. And then at the same time, we're also a gourmet candy manufacturer and we manufacture um, uh, custom topicals and and pet lotions products. and pet products and everything all in, in one facility. We're also <laughs> we're very vertically integrated. We're also consulting for um, several dozen farms across the state and in, in other states. So I know I've talked to you personally about this before with the, the process you are using. It's a heat press, but it's a very unique one. Could you talk about that? Yeah. So um, we are uh, we're using uh, a rosin is the, the term for it. Um, we're proud to say that we were involved from that from its beginning. Um, we were uh, on the forums during a lot of the major discussions when uh, it was conceived. Um, we don't claim to be the inventors of it or anything like that, but we do have our own proprietary information. We had a custom built press made just for us. We've gotten really good at dialing in temperatures. So what a rosin press is, is it's a low heat under a large amount of pressure, somewhere between 5,000 and 8,000 PSI in our case. Um, we can press flour or buds um, uh, directly on the press. And then we also um, have our other form of extraction that's 
just upstairs in, in this building and uh, we make an ice water wash. Um, so we can press that on the press and refine it further or it can go directly into products. So everything here um, is made mechanically with no chemical manipulation. I've personally seen this machine and this thing is a beast. <laughs> and it's and for those who don't understand, when you put something under a lot of pressure, there's a lot of energy going into that. So you, like you said, it's low temperature. Right. And the pressure pretty much provides the rest of the heat needed to extract it from the plant, correct? Correct. So what's going on, and we've heavily analyzed this in the last few years, it was 20, at the beginning of 2015 when the rosin evolution began. Um, but what we've, we've gotten real scientific with it and, and analyzed the, um, the spent um, smashed bud or flower or stuff. So what's, what's going on is the pressure is there, as you said, to, you know, to push uh, the, the uh, oil out. So we're rupturing the trichomes. We're heating it up very uh, in, in the smallest amount possible so that it becomes viscous enough to move through the rest of the flour and move through the filter bag and, and pour out as quickly as possible and get it out of the heat and pressure. I, uh, I'm interested in, in your background. How long have you been doing working in the cannabis space? Um, so since 96, I've um, traveled back and forth to California under uh, working under the, the old law there, which was Prop 215. Um, and then in the early 2000s, uh, I began um to get heavily involved in uh, online forums that were growing cannabis. Uh, I became a moderator in some of them. And from there, larger farms started to see uh, what it is that, that uh, I was doing, uh, solving problems for other farmers. And they started hiring me to come out and consult at, at their bigger farms. And then that's how the, the commercial side of it and the company really began. Um, and from there, we saved our money up and built our own facility and competed in some cannabis cups. And as soon as we heard that the farm bill was going to pass, or we thought it was, we started uh, our uh, move of our business back here. We've always lived here. We've just traveled to different states and consulted in different states, uh, sort of like we're on oil rigs, but we're going to, <laughs> to uh, cannabis farms. That's, that's one of the things that I really love about this brand is that it, it is Texas. And, uh, you know, we, you know, after... Uh, in 2019, when the hemp bill passed, we started to see people coming, having a lot of interest in Texas, coming into Texas. We're definitely seeing brands now that are from out of state. Uh, it's very refreshing and encouraging that we have locals uh, who invested a lot of time, capital, energy, blood, sweat, and tears to go out there, get that experience, build that network, provide that education to other people and give back to the community. And now you're doing it here in Texas, which uh, kudos and a salute to you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm flattered. I mean, that, that I, I love the plant and it's always been a medicinal thing for us. Uh, a lot of the recipes that we make are from, um, you know, my friends and family. Uh, my dad played for the Pittsburgh Pirates. So the salve that is 20 years old. I made that because he had torn his shoulder real bad. And later on in his life, they said he needed surgery. And instead, we tried this alternative. And so the salve has sort of uh, progressed in years from that. Um, and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's good to, it, it makes you feel good to do something that you love. And that, that I, I mean, I love 
being in the grow room, if I could have my way, I would be in there all day long, all night long. That's my my favorite thing to do besides be with my family is. Uh, oh, to thanks be, for adding that in. To be, <laughs> to be working in the Good in the save. grow room. I, I love the. I mean, I like the other stuff. I I like extraction. I like all the mechanical stuff and all the crazy devices y'all seen that I've built and taken apart and rebuilt around you. But I really like um I, re- I like growing and and you know the the manufacturing stuff's cool. But this is my this is what I like. And I like the sweets that he makes. When your sweet makes the sweets. Yes, exactly. Now, Texas, like you said, you know, it was a 2019 when that bill passed and, and Texas is starting off and we need to we need to do it right. We need to take our, uh, our knowledge and help everyone here in Texas. And Texas is going to explode. It's going to be big yeah. like Texas is. And we want to make sure that everyone... Um, has the opportunity to uh, to uh, be able to do this correctly and as a community and, you know, not dog eat dog fighting each yeah. other over it. Texas is going to be a little bit different. And that's what we that's what we want. We one want it to coolest, thrive. Yeah. One of the coolest things about it was uh, we we never really told my young kids, my sons, uh, Sam is nine and Will is 13. But we never really told them what I did for a living, because <laughs> even though I was doing everything legal, they couldn't go to school and say, what does your dad do? Well, he, he grows cannabis. He grows, yeah. he grows marijuana. Right. I mean, they'd be kicking down my door, even though there's nothing there. Um, but now we can. And the kids come here and they've actually helped us work. And Sam is awesome at uh, making the dog treats and the candy and stuff next door. My youngest buddy works in the kitchen a lot. So. Yeah. yeah, I definitely know that position. Because when we passed the farm bill and I was doing legislative work, like going up and, and lobbying, I couldn't really tell my kiddo what was going on because I knew he would immediately go to school and go, my dad works with hemp. <laughs> and someone's going to go, well, that's all illegal and that's all that's all marijuana. Mm-hmm. We need to contact Family Protective uh, Services exactly. about this. Right. But we've reached the point where I don't know if you saw when we had the Lucky Leaf here in Austin. Mm-hmm. I brought my son in. Oh, yeah, that's and, right. And, and, and walked him around, showed him everything. I was like, well, this is all the stuff that can be made. It's not just something that somebody puts in a, in a roll and smokes and took him over to the museum. And he was like thrilled by that. And it was great to be able to go to the legislature and say, you know, I'm, I'm proud that I can take my son out and show him this stuff without somebody fearing that he's being harmed by it. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's that that stigma is what. um what we have uh, had to combat a lot, even with, you know, farmers that want to begin growing and start growing is, is, uh, you know, they're, they're afraid of, of uh, being labeled as this, that, or the other. And we're starting to see that uh, go away more and more as, as the industry gets older. Hopefully our law enforcement will stop dropping the stigma as well. (laughs) Yeah. They um, it's, it really feels like the major metropolitan areas have really grasped this issue and um it's not so much of a uh something that has to be changed there but recognize texas is 254 counties all 254 of these counties have different laws uh they you know it's uh you know we're in texas you know alcohol is still you know kind of an issue and we have a lot of regulations that that face that and you know, now that we're taking cannabis and moving that into a now regulated legal, you know, state, um, there's going to be a lot of work to change a lot of stigma and, and create education. And that, that includes uh, law enforcement. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they have some budget items that are attached to cannabis. Uh, so uh, there's still a lot of work to do. But you guys, y'all, y'all are doing what you're doing here is it's what's making the change for sure. 
education. Yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah. The, who was it? We were talking to uh, Senator Gutierrez. He was at part of a film panel a few weeks back in San Marcos. And I brought up, I was like, you know, civil asset forfeiture is part of what police departments are. They're budgeting this as part of how they receive money. How do we start moving forward to where they'll more likely be on our side where the public goes, okay, we're fine with some of the revenue from this educating our police department, giving them the thing, the tools they need to succeed and do the job correctly. Right. And uh, we had a farmer in here yesterday where they were trying to get their occupancy with the city. And they had, they had, they told me they had uh, the, I won't say what city it was, but they had um, a couple of times they had um, the police come in um, and just from, you know, applying for an occupancy certificate, they finally got it um, just in time to, to produce their harvest for the competition. So at least they gave it to them finally, but they worked, I think they worked for over a year and a half or so get it. There's definitely obstacles that this industry has to to go through. So we're going to go to a quick sponsor break here at the Lone Star Collective. Episode number 10. I'm your host, Jesse Williams, the co-host Austin Sam Harari. Our guest today, our Sweet Sensi, live from Sweet Sensi. We'll be right back. Oak Cliff Cultivators is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and Lone Star Collective Podcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flower pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta 8, and merch. For more information on their product's quality or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. You know it would be cool if your business was mentioned on a podcast several times an episode. Well, you could have a slot right here on the Lone Star Collective, just like the one I'm doing right now. Show your community that your business supports changes to social welfare regarding cannabis in Texas. Inform our audience that you are a supporter of independent journalism and the activism work we put in while informing them about your business. Let your customers know where you are located and what you offer the community. For more information on getting your business mentioned on Lone Star Collective, visit TexasCanaco.com. That's TXCanaco.com and click the contact tab. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective podcast, distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more, to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams and Austin Sam Hariri. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective podcast, episode number 10. Our guest today, Sweet Sensi. Everybody enjoy our break. Great. <laughs> it's a nice little relaxer turn, moment. Turn some equipment off while, while we were up break. Check some emails, do some business. All in a matter of oh, a span of yeah. 90 seconds. <laughs> we are talented people, it's everyone an, it's here. It's an art. So we were talking, y'all were talking earlier about how you had been working in California. And when you heard the farm bill was p- passing in Texas, that you were moving back. How would you say, like, what was the level of difficulty of trying to bring your business state, the Texas state side? I mean, it was, 
it wasn't actually that difficult because we've set up these facilities over and over again, um, not only for ourselves, but these growth facilities for many of our clients across the country. It was a dream come true. I mean, it's what we uh, I had wanted to do forever was to, like we talked about, to do this with my family and friends and show everyone that was always asking about this you know, wild lifelong adventure that I'd been on. Well, here it is. You know, this is actually it right here. So it wasn't hard to get it over here. Um, what's been hard, though, is, you know, the industry is pretty saturated with products and uh, with flour. And so early on, you know, my vision was to be able to offer these custom unique products to smaller farmers to basically vertically integrate them so they can white label. So we, we manufacture for, you know, for different farmers and offer all of the services we talked about to try to, to help everyone to get to that end. And, and to me, and I'm sure my wife and everyone else that's here, yeah, you know, we're doing good, but we, we need the industry to do good uh, for everybody and, and, and for everyone. So that's why we try to give back as much as we can. And that's what a, a lot of the festival's about. Well, and you know, it's, it's not just about the industry, it's about the consumer. We're consumers ourselves. So um, what we, what we want to put out there is what we would want to purchase ourselves. Uh, clean, safe, you know, made from a company that is honorable, has integrity, has transparency. So that's, that's been real important to us is to, to make sure that we not only provide for the industry, but we're also right there providing good stuff for the consumer. Yeah, there's, been as uh, and it came up with the delta eight item and the legislature was like what all's in this and how many people are playing by the rules and how many people are like yourselves or want to be legitimate and say well i wouldn't put that in my body so i'm not going to put it in your body yeah i mean so we've had lots of uh delta eight um products tested and um delta eight isolates tested um and we've seen some that are not pure and and that's a part of the problem not to mention whatever else they're mixing it with it in the vape cartridges like we talked about before we started the show. I mean, who knows what they're cutting with it to make it um, liquid enough to, to run through the oven. And, you know, that's something that um, that is, is worrying and, and it's something that's troublesome. But if we're all and, and that's what I talk about a lot at conventions and wherever I go is we need to self-regulate. Uh, and if we're self-regulating and if we're making sure that we're doing the right thing. That way, when the Department of Health or someone else gets a hold of one of these cartridges and they test it and it's pure, then we know. So that's not just manufacturers, that's retailers that need to be doing that. They need to be testing their products. By all means, test, test my products. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, double check me, triple check me, check everybody and make sure because we do very regularly and, and you know, we find products that are, are not, uh, you know, how they should be. And then it boils down to transparency yep. because there's definitely individuals out there who they want to say like they are boutique, but in reality, they're just a bathroom gin operation yeah. of hemp. <laughs> That's right. Or, I mean, what you see a lot is people saying that they made the product when the product actually came in bulk from some random place on eBay or the internet or wherever. Um, so they actually, they don't know what's in it. And, and we've ran into that several times during that. We don't, we're not seeing that as much lately, but in the beginning, it was just people buying stuff off of there. I mean, there's actually eBay's for oil online and you can go there, buy that. They'll send them in the cartridges, slap your label on and you're done. And a lot of these companies didn't know what was in it. Um, I'm interested in 
kind of maybe your relationship with the state? Like, do you have to deal with the Department of Agriculture or how does the state play a role in your day to day operations currently? So the the um, the TDA, I believe, has visited us twice um, and they they I mean, they did the walkthrough and inspections. Um, a lot of it was looking to make sure we didn't have any um pests or diseases on our plants uh we don't one of the one of the ways that i make money personally is consulting for pest and disease management so so we were good there thankfully and then um they also asked about what pesticides and fungicides we use the answer to that too is we don't because all of our practices are made using um essential oils that a lot of them some of them we make on our press next door um so the tda has, has done that on the plant side but we have not had an inspection from um dshs uh we have spoken to them several times on the phone and through our attorney um we welcome any regulation that that they want to give to us we think um at, at this point in time the more they come in and regulate um the happier that will be because then it keeps people from making stuff in their bathtubs like you talked about oh, we're yeah. going through i mean you've seen our professional kitchen and all the equipment and how clean we are here and we're going through crazy amount of expense to make sure that everything is where it should be so and when you talk about preaches to when we had the committee hearing in the senate mm-hmm. about the hemp bill and we were told well you didn't police yourselves for a year and it's like no dshs was supposed to be policing us yeah and we need them to do so like we have a set of rules we need an enforcer for these rules right otherwise it becomes the wild west and this isn't something the market easily adjusts itself overnight yeah. to rectify and Unfortunately, with DSHS, too, is that we kind of understand that over the last 18 months or so, they've been extremely burdened by the COVID pandemic. And uh, so that is really hot on their plate and has been for quite some time. And so it kind of makes sense that they don't necessarily or may not have the funds to fully Mm -hmm. uh, regulate the way they want to. uh, And they're kind of. Yeah, I mean, that's what that's what I was just fixing to say. You read my mind is with, you know, the pandemic and everything going on. I I don't I don't see how it's possible for them, you know, to to be able to do their their jobs. They're just inundated with making sure that everyone's safe, you know, with the disease and and everything that's going on and doing what they can there. Um, And that's, again, why I was saying we should self-regulate now at this point is is partly because of that is we should do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Not because somebody's making us do the right thing. I think that um, from a legislative standpoint, policy standpoint, um, they're watching everybody here in the interim, right? Mm -hmm. And so when we go back uh, in 2023 and there are hemp regulations and there's paperwork, they're going to be looking, well, who, who is the role model in the community? Who is the, who are the ones that we need to like talk to and consult with to um, really help the market move along and, and adjust the, the regulations and keep some of this bootleg material that's, yeah. that's permeating our I mean, that, that attitude that, that, that I have is from being a part of emerging markets and seeing exactly what you're saying is a, a lot of times, I mean, it's, it's an almost impossible task for the agency that was put there to regulate to, to be able to, to just do everything all at once. Right. You know, they have to build up their policies and how they're going to instrument those policies. You know, so in the meantime, uh, there are uh, a few good companies that we know that are doing the right thing. And it kind of goes back to the education aspect is that knowing what the product is for, because I've seen like distillates and isolates, things of that, that nature with Delta eight, where somebody goes, oh, well, I have this wholesale. I've got these big vats of it and it's pretty good pricing for what they're offering. 
but it, the average person doesn't understand is like that, that like the one I found had MCT oil in it mm-hmm. and it's that you can't use that to put in a cartridge for someone no. to vape. You can't put that on flour or any other product for somebody to inhale. Right. And I mean, you can, and people you do. Can, but, you do. And that's, <laughs> and that's the issue. And that's, that's, and that's yeah. why we got to be these, these good stewards of the industry to show people. It's like, this is not how you, this is how you do it. You don't mm-hmm. do it the way this other person's telling you where you, you've got a product MCT right. oil going into a cartridge that people right. inhale. Cause the last thing we need is a, is an epidemic of popcorn lung. Well, I mean, that's like the whole vitamin E acetate thing that happened a couple of years back yeah. is, is companies were putting that in there and, and their defense was, well, the, the FDA says you can ingest it. It, does, it doesn't say you can inhale it. <laughs> right. Yeah. It works for your stomach, not for your lungs. Right. Well, there's no regulation in place that says I can't do it. Exactly. Well, it didn't say you couldn't inject it. <laughs> yeah, right. With, with a needle gun. It's like, oh, come on, please. It's kind of like, you know, Red Bull doesn't actually give you wings, you know, <laughs> like, come on, you got to have common sense when we're, right. when we're doing, you know, when we're providing products for people to consume. I said, I know y'all, y'all have people that go to the Capitol on a regular during session because one of your representatives went with me. We went into Perry's office to discuss and, uh, it was a former representative for y'all's company. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly, I believe mm-hmm. then Kelly Lloyd. And we went in to talk to, to Perry's office to try to sit down and explain to them like how, like all the things we've discussed, like how this really works rather than do an outright flat out ban. Right. I was like, this is how you keep, you can keep this around, keep it in a safe position. And not kill the rest of the industry while you're at it. Yeah. Um, going back a little bit further, when you first got into this, uh, I know you said 1996. Um, there had to have been a lot of doubt. Like there had to have been like, Greg, you're crazy. You want to you want to mess no, with. I wasn't around then. No, you, you want to. <laughs> that was before she was. Before I was I'm just saying that, maybe that maybe with your peers or family or what like, uh, you know, I back in 2000. 15 when i was like you know, we gotta we're gonna change these laws in texas and i was very vocal came out of the cannabis closet and let everybody know yeah i can i consume <laughs> cannabis people my family like almost disowned me a lot of people were like you're crazy you're dumb yeah. you're you know this is a stupid cause that you're you know it's never going to happen in texas all of that kind of stuff. so so i'm just curious if there was any doubters along the way or i'm well, sure there and, had to have and been what the way it was is the, the way that i was speaking about before with my kids and, and everything is there was a lot of I, I didn't tell anybody what I was doing or why I was going. Um, I am, and my wife will tell you, I am a big, uh, I hate, I hate when anyone tells fibs or stories, even if, even if it's for a good reason. So it was just a lot of not telling anyone anything. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, oh. <laughs> it was just, I it, it was just what I, I mean, it was just what I had to do or what I had to do to, to, to be happy. And that's what, that's what made me happy was, uh, growing, and traveling to those farms and, you know, just being a seasonal worker, even when that's what I had to do. Well, I got to say, welcome home, man. <laughs> it's it's strange hearing seasonal worker considering the facility we're in right now. But we're going to take a quick sponsor break here at Lone Star Collective. This is podcast number 10. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. Our guest, Sweet Sensi. We'll be right back. Oak 
Cliff Cultivators is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and Lone Star Collective Podcast. Oak and Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flower pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta 8, and merch. For more information on their products, quality, or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. You know it would be cool if your business was mentioned on a podcast several times an episode. Well, you could have a slot right here on the Lone Star Collective just like the one I'm doing right now. Show your community that your business supports changes to social welfare regarding cannabis in Texas. Inform our audience that you are a supporter of independent journalism and the activism work we put in while informing them about your business. Let your customers know where you are located and what you offer the community. For more information on getting your business mentioned on Lone Star Collective, visit TexasCanaCo.com. That's TXCanaCo.com and click the contact tab. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective podcast, distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more, to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams and Austin Sam Hariri. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective, episode 10. Our guest this week is Sweet Sensi. I'm your host, Jesse Williams, here with co-host Austin Sam Hariri. So let's talk about this Texas Hemp Harvest Festival. Yeah, so um, I guess the festival was uh, conceived by, by uh, me and my wife and some of the people here because we wanted to have um, a way for the farmers and retailers to show the consumer and and uh, and also bring light about what the industry is and and we wanted them to be able to advertise so as y'all know it's impossible pretty much to advertise on Gmail or, or, or on uh, Google or Instagram or or Facebook or social media um, they don't allow us to do that um, so we've always tried to come up with uh, different ways of, of getting the word out for our company and for other companies. So that's really where this came from was a, a way for us to all get together and to showcase, you know, what our farmers are doing, what other manufacturers are doing, what other extraction companies are doing. So it, it's really about the cannabis and hemp community and, and, um, and bringing light to that and showing everyone that uh, we're not just a bunch of Hotheads beating on drums, but we're we're uh, we're business uh, people, and and we're you know we're we're good at what we do. Y'all have a concert that's going along with this, correct? Yes, lots and lots of things at this festival. We've got twelve bands, two stages, really cool amphitheater stage that's down by the the river. We've got uh, tons of vendors, and not just hemp vendors, all different kinds of vendors. We've got uh, area for um, kids to play with uh, giant lawn games. I mean, who doesn't like that? Uh, we've got Food trucks. We've got. We've got uh, some really good food trucks. Yeah, we have. Uh, food uh, trucks. Very we've excited got, about. Got a really food nice trucks. VIP <laughs> area. There's going to be lots to do yeah. there. Lots. To- the VIP area is uh, fully catered with a, a bar with some free drinks, um, and then we've got a lounge area that has these 
giant outdoor bean bags and covered areas to hang out, its own little view of the stage. And um, there's like Tracy said, there's two stages. I believe the main stage is the same stage that's used at the reggae fest. So the big semi truck wow. stage. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're we've gotten help uh, from our friend Angela um, that owns Flamingo Cantina. The Flamingo Cantina is a large uh, part of this. Um, and then um, we've got some really awesome sponsors. Uh, Sisterdale Organics, who's an, um, a great farmer and an organic farmer that's new to the scene that is an amazing company, which I'll see a lot of them there. Uh, and then actually Amplified uh, Federal Credit Union. Is that, that yeah. correct? Amplified. Or Amplified Credit Union. They are... Um, they're one of our main sponsors too. So incredible. There's Austin some, Chronicles or media sponsor. Yeah. Everybody's yeah, getting Chronicles. in on this thing. There's a it's it's a, a it's a big thing. It got it got a lot bigger than we thought it was. You know, we Texas, were, come on. Right, right? <laughs> it just kind of it just kind of exploded on us. Everyone was interested in doing it and participating in it. And I think a lot of that was our attitude towards it, is we weren't going into it to try to make a bunch of money. We're mm -hmm. doing it, you know, for for the our our everyone around us and, and for the community. Um, we have a bunch of advocacy groups that are there that they have. Um, we've given them free spots to speak and free booths and crazy. Yeah, we'll have a little educational advocacy area where you can go and get a lot of information from different organizations. Texas normal will be there. And um, yeah. we've got a, a great charity raffle for Texas normal. And then for another company called pride of America, um, and you can, you know, look those guys up, but they're, they're all, they're giving care packages to, um, it's veterans, a veterans group, I believe. Yeah. And so what we're going to do is, uh, all of our lovely vendors that we're having at the festival is going to donate some items and we're going to raffle those away and take the money and give it to those two really great charities. Yeah. Yep. See on the website it says enter to win a product box full of goodies from mm -hmm. the vendor and sweet sensing. Yep. Yeah. We might sneak, sneak some of our stuff. In we're going to put <laughs> one of everything in there and maybe more. So we're going to, we might put some new products that are coming out. For and us all there. the proceeds for the raffle are going to the pride of America and Texas normal. Correct. Yes, That's sir. right. hundred percent. Yep. Want to make sure we're clear. I've noticed that this is something I, I imagine it's because I saw the news about Travis County, yep. the mm. permit be clear for everybody. COVID vaccination. Or you got to have a negative test, correct? Correct. And um, that was something that we worked with the, uh, the commissioner's court and the health department and the fire marshal and every, everyone else about. And um, we're, we're doing that um, under their suggestions. And under, we also hired um, and, and at a uh, specialist that I, I think she's an infectious disease specialist, if I'm correct. Oh, so we've hired, um, we've hired her to... to tell us what we should be doing to protect everyone and to make sure that the event goes on. And that was the most important thing to us is that um, we know people have different views and we respect everyone's view, but we really um, needed this to be a safe event for everyone. And, and mostly we needed it to happen <laughs> yeah. no matter what was going on, you know, so whatever the officials felt that we needed to do, that's what we're going to do. And I, I personally don't think that that's asking much. It's, it's something probably it, it, you can go to these drive through spots around Austin and get it done in like mm -hmm. 15 minutes yeah. for free. There's been some uh, talk where we're trying to work with our specialist about uh, and we'll, we'll come out with some releases soon, but you may be able to do some specific at home tests and show the receipt and, and also the result maybe on your phone. 
um, and that would make it even easier for everyone else. Um, we're trying to work with them to see how that would work. I know some uh, states are accepting that same thing in some some uh, some situations. So we're we're working to figure that, and we'll put out a a press release shortly that says here's where the places are. You can go do the drive through tests, and we're going to help everyone. Uh, yes, you know, clearly we want everyone to come way. out and celebrate. Yeah. However you can. And you are having battle of the buds, correct? Blind judging. Y'all still accepting judges, correct? Yeah. So when y'all were, y'all almost walked in next door, we're, that was farmers coming in and out and retailers coming in and out and submitting their entries. Um, so we've got, uh, I think, hundreds of entries by now um, and maybe 40 or 50 companies competing. I think that's correct. Last time I spoke with our executive administrator, I think we're at 52 different companies wow. but you can still sign up to be a judge uh, up until monday this monday the 11th yeah. so we're we're we we had the event where we were trying to you know you know the we were, were trying to um uh we had it as a paid event at first um but then once we started hearing from farmers that they had been affected by covid or whatever else that they didn't have you know, the funds to pay for all five entries and then get their uh, booth and everything else. We just uh, made it free the last, uh, which is not the easiest thing on the event. <laughs> yeah. But but it, it has made it a lot. There's a lot more uh, companies that have entered and a lot more categories that are that are there. So the judge kit um, will have several, several products um, given out to each person. And um, I think we're sending those out Tuesday. We're sending those out next week, and yep. they'll have plenty of time to to use each product and and get an idea of how it works. And then um, mm -hmm. they will come to the event to enter the results in live. And we're going to try to uh, have those results live for everybody throughout the the day of the event. You'll be able to check our website and kind of see how things are fluctuating with uh, with the results being turned in. I noticed y'all. I'm looking at your list of special guest speakers: Sid Miller. Jack Finkel, Lisa Pittman, and more to come. Yep. So um, we've got um, Lisa Pittman and uh, the Agricultural Commissioner that's going to speak on on the, the uh, on the main stages, and then we have some other people. I'm Jack not Finkel, sure about this Jack Finkel Sorry. from Texas Normal. That's okay. From Texas Normal will be there. She's going to speak. Um, we've got some uh, other people. Uh, just I'm still in the process of talking to lots of organizations. Um, just trying to get. The people who are coming who don't know much about the industry, who have lots of questions, they can listen to these speakers. They can get an idea of what we're all about. Uh, I think there's a lot of consumers out there that are interested in CBD and hemp and everything with it that um, they're just not educated. They're not sure about. This is a way to have a party and celebrate uh -huh. the harvest, um, but also get information out to, to everybody. And if the speakers aren't everybody's jam, that, that, that's not what they want. They want to be there for the concert. Kaimani Marley, Gary P. Nunn, Cass Haley, the Mau Mau Chaplains, the Supervillains, Big Mon, Bo Porter, Armadillo Road, Sophia with Widea, Pure Luck, Doug Moreland, the Derailers, and as it says, more to be announced. So I imagine there's more. This is just a spectacular lineup. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, it was pretty amazing to set the lineup up. Um, and, and it was just going down our playlist and can we get this person? Yes. Can we get this person? Yes. It's like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's like a dream. It was it awesome. Was. <laughs> so, I mean, all of these, all of the bands that are there, I mean, we're probably listening to them next door in the manufacturing facility. So they're, um, you know, we, we love these bands. Uh, I think what I, I'm, this has been a big circle on my date for a really long time. And I think, um, you know, now that I've talked to you, I'm beginning to understand that, um, you know, like you talked about earlier, 
you, you got in this to, or you, you what, part of your work is is helping other farmers and and giving your product away or giving you know giving plants away to to help farmers. Uh, and now you're you're doing this for the. What we've seen a lot in this space is uh, people come in or people here in Texas and just just kind of pop up and start doing things. Uh, what I really love is when people give back to the community and um, continue that transparency. And um, now just talking to you person to person, face to face, man. Yeah, it's um, it says everything that you're more than just trying to run a business. You're you're trying to set the tone for the state. You're trying to lead by example. Uh, you're trying to be inclusive. Uh, you're trying to showcase talent. Uh, there's just so many things that are going into this that are so far beyond, you know, simple economics or, you know, business. And it's, it's very encouraging. And, um, just, I'm very thankful that you guys, uh, are, are leading on this issue. Thanks. I mean, that's, that's, um, that's who we are. That's, that's who I've always been. And, and my wife is too, is we, we don't, um, we believe that if we're helping everyone else and helping everyone to be a better farmer, to be a, a better grower, educating the consumer, that um, that's how this industry grows and gets and, and uh, you know, succeeds is, is by us doing it as a team, you know, being cutthroat and, and trying to uh, be the biggest and baddest and, and not share that success with everyone. Um, eventually, in, in our minds, it's, it's a failure or or it's just not as fun. <laughs> <laughs> It could be, it, it's a challenge. It's a tight rope to walk to because you got to maintain your business. But at the same time, like Austin said, set the tone and y'all are doing a great job at doing both of those. Fire off the website oh. for the Harvest Festival. It's really easy to remember. It's the Texas Hemp Harvest Festival.com. And for your products? Um, so uh, sweetcincycbd.com is our, our uh, products. And then you can find us on Instagram at sweetcincycbd.com. Wellness, and then on Facebook at Meet Sweet Sensi. Well, that is awesome. That is going to wrap it up for this episode of the Lone Star Collective, Episode Ten. I'm your host Jesse Williams with co-host Austin Zam Hariri. Hey, our guest today, Sweet Sensi, the always wonderful Sweet Sensi. We appreciate you guys for your time, and hope everybody has a great weekend. Well, you ask me what I like about Texas. It's a big timber round Nacogdoches. Driving El Camino Real down to San Antonio. It's a river walking me to the other. Jamming out with bongos.